Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to today's show, everybody. Happy to have you back here at the show. I'm on the phone uh, today and uh, chatting with the show with somebody in my office that's new to the show, Carolyn McCabe, and welcome, Carolyn, and thanks for being the co-host today. Hi, Byron. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Well, we'll look forward to having you back if if uh, I'm on vacation or if Mandy's on vacation. Where is your counterpart, uh, Mandy? Is she in the uh, island somewhere? Where is she on fun oh, vacation somewhere? Not quite as exotic as an island, but she's in Austin, Texas right now with her boyfriend. They are going to a wedding. Fun. That's good yeah. stuff. That's yeah, good, good stuff. stuff. Um, well, we have a fun show planned today uh, with uh, with Brooke. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, I'm sure, but I believe it's Ferencink, possibly. We'll learn the correct pronunciation of his last name, and I will be uh, happy to hear that. Um, but he is a, uh, from TripAdvisor. He's a consumer specialist, um, and uh, he's going to talk with us about some uh, top 10 U.S. and European attractions, if anyone's planning some travel this summer. We're also going to discuss the, the, the pain and agony of the rising cost of fuel and the effect on summer travel. That'll be interesting, um, and uh, as well as some airline rumors that are floating around and uh, that, are, that are potentially uh, going to change things. Um, so there you have it. Any plans yourself this summer before we, we, we take a break, before we speak with Brooke, but any plans this summer for anything fun, any travel plans on your end? Well, Byron, I just took an amazing trip to Mexico. I went to Playa del Carmen on the Riviera Maya, and it was exotic and sunny and full of margaritas. So I just got what? my trip out of me. So um, what about you? Going anywhere fun? Well, we'll follow a question on that, um, and I, I am, uh, I, I'll tell you about that in a second. But the, did you experience, did, did you think that Mexico was any less tra- touristy than normal? Do you think travel is down in general, in your opinion? Well, I went on in the off season, so I was a little bit lucky, um, you know, on that end because hotels were a little bit less expensive than usual. Um, and I'm the kind of traveler that goes off the beaten path. I don't go stay at a resort the whole time. I like to mingle with the locals and really go off the beaten path. So I like to find these little cabinas that cost fifteen dollars a night and and do crazy fun stuff. So for me, it was a wonderful experience. And you just kind of gotta, you know, it depends on what you want to do. If you're more concerned about, um, you know, doing something exotic and and off the beaten path and paying a little bit less, or if you want to go and just be pampered and and spend a little bit more money, I guess it's all what you want to do. And all of the above is a good choice as well, don't you think? <laughs> Experience it all. As long as you're on vacation and you don't have any stress or worries, I don't think you can go wrong. Exactly. Uh, well, let's take a little break, and then we'll be back with Brooke and uh, chime in and learn a little bit about some top ten U.S. attractions and European attractions as well. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah? 
I get all my information online. I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. Friendfinder. Friendfinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friendfinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Purse Strings with Maria Retan. Hi, I'm Maria Retan, and each and every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern on Purse Strings, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Advertising Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with my co-host, Carolyn McGibbon, and our guest today, Brooke Forensic. How about that as a pronunciation? Brooke, did I get it right? That's right on. Ooh, took me several times to get it, but <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on today. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, Brooke. Always, always fun to talk about vacations, so bring it on. Tell us a little bit about your role at TripAdvisor and, uh, and what we're going to be talking about in your mind today, I will throw some pop questions at you to quiz you on your and your fabulous uh, resource and knowledge base. But but tell us a little bit about your role at TripAdvisor. All right, that sounds great. Well, I'm a travel expert here at TripAdvisor, and TripAdvisor is the largest travel community in the world. We have more than 25 million unique monthly visitors to the site, and TripAdvisor offers real reviews and opinions of hotels, attractions, and restaurants from around the world. And uh, so it's really the real opinions and reviews from real people, a great resource for doing your research on your trips. And what I do here is keep an eye on those trends. Uh, We really keep our finger on the pulse of what's important to travelers. We frequently survey our travelers to find out what's important to them, what are kind of some of the new and hot travel trends. Hmm. Now, you have some data that we're going to be talking about today on the top 
top 10 free U.S. attractions, for example. Um, tell me what, what the focal point is with regards to attractions in general. Is the criterion, you know, popular tourist attractions or attractions based upon what your, uh, what your army of, of travelers is, is communicating on your website? Tell us about some of the data we're going to be talking about today. Certainly. Well, this is basically the list of top uh, 10 free attractions is based on traveler popularity on TripAdvisor, so how they're being rated by different travelers uh, and also uh, evaluated by our uh, cast of TripAdvisor editors. Uh, and really, it's a, it's a very, very good list of free attractions. And uh, I think the interesting thing that people don't often account for when they're planning their trip you know, are attractions. Um, they're kind of these hidden fees that, you know, between tours and admission fees to different sites, it can really add up quickly and become, you know, kind of an expense you weren't you weren't anticipating. And what is your what is your quick, uh, you know, summary of the the airline scam, if you will, with regards to uh, rumors floating around, airline prices, uh, you know, might be increasing, the the, the there was a rumor that I'll let you disclose because I'd rather have it come from your mouth on regarding weight, and I'll say no more than that. Um, but also some airlines are canceling flights, I've noticed. Um, the Boston to L.A. flight, for example, on Delta, and I think some of the other flights is, is being canceled in August. What's up with airlines and travel and cost of travel? Give us the, the inside scoop. Sure. Well, you know, certainly the rising cost of fuel in a tough economy are having a significant impact on the airline industry, and really that's having a net result and a net impact on the consumer. Uh, basically what we're seeing today is uh, there's rumor of more uh, airlines are actually going to be limiting flights to some of the secondary U.S. airports, uh, for example, Midway versus O'Hare in Chicago, um, Oakland instead of San Francisco, so there are going to be fewer flights, which will inevitably lead to most likely higher fares for travelers, uh, harder to get a seat on particular flights. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other rumor that you were alluding to is very interesting, and <laughs> I think I, I really believe that this will be a last resort, but uh, there was a rumor flying about, about um, travelers might be so the airlines might actually charge travelers based on how much they weigh, and uh, I, I just have a hard time seeing them crossing that line. Um, you know, it's, it's almost it's almost to the point of discrimination. So um, mm -hmm. hard to see them taking that step, but they're doing all kinds of cost-cutting measures. Um, you know, they're charging people twenty-five dollars uh, for extra bags. Some are actually now starting to charge for your first checked-in bag. Um, they've taken peanuts off flight off flights to save money uh, because mm -hmm. they actually are heavier than some of the other snack foods that they've now chosen. So really, wow. you know, the margins are so incredibly tight on the airlines, they're just looking for any way to save. But uh, as far as weighing travelers, hard to, hard to imagine that happening. Now, Brooke, um, how do you think the American public is going to react to these higher prices and fewer flights? Are people just going to stay home more? Are they going to try to you know, travel locally? Or are they going to you know, shell out the money to go on their vacation? You know, what we have found, our TripAdvisor surveys, regardless of circumstance, it could be uh, threats of terrorism, it could be natural disasters, it could be a poor exchange rate, it could be, uh, you know, a struggling economy. 
travelers really hold uh, their vacation time sacred, and particularly Americans, uh, they yeah. really they really hold their vacation time dear. And so, it's despite these issues with the airline industry, people are still going to travel. Um, I think what we're seeing is, and, and specifically, we've recently uh, conducted a summer travel survey. I think some people are beginning to modify their plans, though. Like they'll be going to these to free attractions, and they'll be looking to cost cut wherever they can. Is that what you're saying, that's, maybe? That's exactly right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, 50%, about 50% of the people that we had surveyed uh, said that they're going to have their plans affected by the rising cost of fuel this summer. But that doesn't suggest that they're not traveling because 90% of the people that they, we surveyed said they're taking leisure trips this summer. What they're doing is they're either shortening their trips or they're taking a shorter distance trip. But I think that, as you had alluded to, they're also taking their trips in a smarter way. They might be looking at less expensive accommodations. They might be staying with friends and family instead of staying at a hotel uh, or perhaps, uh, yeah, they're staying at free attractions. I mean, that's another great way to save money. Brooke, do you have any statistics on the average vacation spend for your visitors of TripAdvisor? You know, that's not a question that we asked as a part of this survey. Um, You know, we certainly know it's inevitable that people are going to be spending money if they're taking summer vacation, but I think that people are just being a little bit wiser. You know, people are thinking about uh, their budgets a little bit more when they're taking vacation this year. And uh, I think that that's certainly a result of the economy, and and I think the airline industry issues have also had an impact. Is there any good news with regards to uh, fuel prices increasing? For example, are rental car prices decreasing? (laughs) You know, we don't don't monitor the rental car market. Um, I would say that, you know, the only thing that that might be good news from all of this um, is that, you know, perhaps people are starting to rediscover some of their some of their own uh, local attractions and uh, some of their own uh, you know destinations, weekend getaway destinations in their own backyards. So um, great, great, just drive for the weekend trips. Um, you know, little short getaways. Uh, and and you know, if you are, um, for example, if you live in New England. You know, there are a number of uh, terrific just one-day getaway spots, you know, that where you can really save money, but you're still getting the opportunity to get away. Hmm. And do you think hotels will respond with allowing people to stay, you know, one night, you know, versus two nights? You know, I think that I think during the summer you're still going to see enough demand that, that those hotels can – still kind of hold people to two-night stays. I think the demand will still be high, as suggested in the, the survey statistic that 90% are still planning to take uh, leisure trips this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I think that you might see is, you know, some hotels might be a little more flexible, might be willing to negotiate. If they had a three-day, maybe they'd be willing to negotiate down to two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might see some of that. Carolyn, should we spin through the top ten free U.S. attractions? Maybe yeah, quickly. Yeah, let's do We've got U.S. About maybe... and, and European. I mean, I've been to some of these places, so this is cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, what, number one on the list. The, uh, the number one in the U.S. is uh, the Bellagio Fountains in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So these are the, uh, of course, the the famous two hundred foot tall dancing fountains at uh, the Bellagio Hotel and Casino. Which are uh, they're choreographed to music, and uh, 
I think they're supposed to run every 30 minutes during the day and every 15 minutes at night. But it's a it's a romantic spot. It's a cool spot, and um, you know it's kind of a cool, just a, a very cool spectacle, and uh, can be very romantic as well. Number two on the list. Number two is the Arlington National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia, uh, which we have about four million visitors to the cemetery each year, um, and there are more than three hundred thousand. Uh, people are buried there, and it's really it's veterans from all the nation's war wars, um, starting from the American Revolution and through um, today's wars. Uh, so recently, Iraq and Afghanistan. Hmm. And say uh, say aloha to number three. <laughs> That's right, uh, Waimea Canyon in Waimea, Hawaii, which I've is been uh, there. beautiful. <laughs> it was amazing, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, huge waves. Wow. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. got the nickname of the Grand Canyon of the Pacific, and uh, it's about ten miles long and thirty six hundred feet deep. But uh, just you know, an amazing sight. You can drive or hike it. But um, you know, if you're going to Hawaii in general, you you just can't go wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprising number four. <clears throat> Surprisingly simple. I mean, Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. It's one of those you know man-made wonders of the U.S., I guess you'd say. Um, it's about 4,200 feet long, uh, about as high as a 65-story building, and, uh, of course, it's the gateway to San Francisco, and you, obviously you can do more than just drive across. You can also bike it or walk it. Um, but it's really it's just it's an amazing spectacle, really. It's beautiful, yeah. Number five on the list, Utah. Yeah, you know, it's in Zion National Park in Utah. It's the Angels Landing, um, which is just a, a remarkable scenic outlook, and it can be reached um, by a very demanding hike on the West Rim Trail. But you can also uh, get there by horseback, and you can also camp there. Um, but really, it's it's just a it's a terrific and, and awe-inspiring view. Hmm. Number six on the list. Back to Hawaii. Yes, yeah, so back to Hawaii, why not? It's a good place to be. This is in Honolulu, and it's the USS Arizona Memorial. Um, so this is a very um, kind of like Arlington National Cemetery. It is it is solemn and serious. It's a um, you know it's a it's a very um, it gives you a lot of perspective on you know, the service that's been provided um, by the people in the military in our country, uh, and uh, it's operated by the U.S. Park Service and the U.S. Navy. Um, they start you out with about a 25-minute movie um, talking about Pearl Harbor uh, and the attack on December 7, 1941. And uh, you also get to board the boat itself and, and take a trip to the to the actual memorial. Number seven is a gas guzzler. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So number seven is the Pacific Coast Highway, or Route 1 in California, and uh, this is where you see some of the most stunning views in the U.S. as far as I'm concerned. You, you get to see, uh, it, it can take you from uh, basically San Simeon to uh, Big Sur. And uh, if you've been to Big Sur, uh, they're just beautiful cliffs overlooking the ocean. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's fantastic. It's a place that everybody should see if they haven't been there. But um, a really fun drive, a, a great spot if you, if you have a convertible. I mean, that's yeah. the place to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And next on the list, a uh, surprise. The U, uh, the, it's the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C., which is 
obviously it's another memorial, um, and this is um, it, it's really a center for research and education on the Holocaust um, and modern day genocide prevention, um, and it really gives uh, a lot of background into uh, you know how that how that terrible um, how that terrible incident happened, and also. Um, you know, what are kind of some of the lessons learned and, and who are some of the, um, you know, kind of outlining um, the poor people who were involved in that, that, that terrible tragedy. Well, well stated, Brooke. Um, let's see, this one's close to home in Boston here, number nine. In fact, we could right. probably look out our windows and see it from our offices. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Freedom Trail, yes, it is, uh, it's the two-and-a-half-mile uh, red brick walking trail that leads you to, you know, it's kind of like uh, the one-stop shop for historical U.S. attractions, but uh, there are about 15 or 16 different uh, historical sites, uh, and uh, some of them are, uh, you probably heard all the names, Boston Common, the State House, uh, you've got the Park Street Church, um, the old state house, the site of the Boston Massacre, the Paul Revere House, the USS Constitution, uh, Bunker Hill Monument. So it's it's really just an amazing um, consortium of different uh, terrific U.S. historical sites. It's painful for me to even introduce number 10 with our rival in New York, but go ahead, go at it. <laughs> Central Park in New York, um, really um, one of the best places, I think, that to do some people watching, you get you get all sorts walking in in uh, Central Park, and it's just a wonderful place for a stroll. They've got a zoo there. Um, you've got uh, the skating rink. You can go by the strawberry fields. You can go to the Dakota uh, and the Belvedere Castles at 79th Street. So there's a lot of a lot of really fun things to do in Central Park. Just a cool place to hang out. Hmm. I'm going to suggest that, Carolyn, you, you spin us through really fast the top ten of uh, European attractions, and then we'll sure. circle back and talk about a few of them and, and maybe have Brooke give us some, some quicker highlights of one or two of them just because we're, we're running a little bit long today. Yeah, yeah, good idea. I'd love to. Um, so number one here you have the Pantheon in Rome, Italy, which I've been to, and that's breathtaking. Um, you have the National Gallery in London, England, the Museum of the Jewelry Quarter in Birmingham, England, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, France, another place I love, um, Saint-Michel and Saint-Gadula Cathedral in Brussels, Belgium, the Duomo, the Cathedral of the Santa Maria del Fiore in Florence, Italy, uh, the Ritiro Park, Madrid in Spain, number eight, we have Westminster Abbey in London, England, number nine, St. Mark's Basilica in, in uh, Venice, Italy, and number 10, we have Giant's Causeway in Bushmills, Northern Ireland. It's a nice Brooke, roundup. Yeah, by the way, well, lovely uh, tonality in going through those fabulous uh, <laughs> attractions. <laughs> Brooke, what are your favorite, favorite three, let's say, on the list here, and why? Um, you know, I would say that the Pantheon, just because of all the history, it's incredibly old. It's the oldest standing dome structure in Rome. Um, just really cool. Um, the National Gallery in London is number two on the list, and um, it's a it's a free uh, as all of these attractions are. It's a free museum, um, but it includes some of the greatest collections of European painting in the world. Um, and I would say the third favorite. Uh, it's, it's all very close. Um, you know, the Giant's Causeway is pretty cool in Northern Ireland. It's a uh, it's 
it's actually a huge volcanic formation, so it's not a man-made structure, um, but just a just a remarkable attraction in its own right. Hmm. Of the attractions, maybe the top attraction in your mind that didn't make the top ten list, so at least in your mind, what would your number 11 be, either in the U.S. attraction area or the European attraction area? So is it, you're asking about specific free attractions that might not have made it? Yeah, because I have my well, favorite. There, I mean, you know, there are so it's many good candidates. Yeah, it, it's really it's really hard to pick one beyond uh, beyond the ten for each. I mean, for for the U.S., I would say, um, you know, another spot that might have been interesting or is interesting for uh, travelers to check out is Alcatraz. You know, mm. very. I think you actually have to technically pay for the ferry across to Alcatraz, but the site and attraction itself is free. Or you can Does swim there, and then it would be free. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Take the challenge for yourself. The things people are doing to cut their costs of vacations, I'll tell you. <laughs> now, the um, if, does, does TripAdvisor produce a list of top ten, say, European or European events to attend? You know, TripAdvisor has not put together a list of top ten European events, but I think that's a great idea, and I think it's something we'll look into. Here would be the number one thing I would put on that list. Everyone ready? Go. <laughs> ready. Hogmanay. <laughs> yes, the Hogmanay Festival. Mm. Exactly. Yes, You're familiar with it. New Year's Eve in, uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland, right? That is absolutely correct. They they uh, they close down the inner mile radius of the city. You do need a, a a band to get in on your arm that's been either mailed to you or given to you by an expensive hotel that will we'll get one for you that you could stay at. And there are several concerts going on throughout the evening, um, and I happened to be there one year where Moby was playing outside wow. cool. on on the Royal Mile at the top where the where the palace is on top. Actually, um, and it was it was um, it was just incredible. Um, it was snowing a little bit. They had fireworks at midnight, as they always do every year, and it is it is quite an event. Amsterdam, of course, also also has a very famous New Year's Eve festivity. But I think top ten international events would be a really fun list to challenge you on, Brooke, to put together for us with some research from your people. Are, are you game? Are you up for it? Absolutely. Why don't we? Uh, we'll look into that, and why don't we plan on talking again soon about it? That's a great idea. Sounds great. Hey, with this last minute or two we have with the show, I think it's time for Brooke to share with us some of his travel uh, tips and just um, what what can you uh, teach us, Brooke? And did you uh, do your homework and bring a couple tips for us? Um, I've got some tips for travelers that um, I can just you know top of my head kind of thoughts on travel tips for the summer. Um, if you're looking at airfares, I would say, you know, especially in lieu of the news from today, you've got to book it, book as early as you can. And I would mm-hmm. say that a lot of people think a month out is, you know, is is enough. And really, it's it's not. You really you need to start looking a couple of months in advance, if not more than that, and that'll really help you with savings. Um, but a, but I think a, an even better tip, because um, I feel that's slightly obvious, is flying during the middle of the week as opposed mm-hmm. to on weekends, and that can really save you some money. I think up to 100 or 200 dollars on your flight, depending on where you're flying to and from. Um, you know, the other thing to do is check as many uh, airfares as you possibly can. Um, so in other words, 
the more references you can check for airfares, the better. There are a lot of good tools for that. You can check out Expedia.com, um, AirfareWatchdog.com, BookingBuddy. They're great sites for that. And then, uh, of course, with the news about baggage, pack light. So with mm. airlines charging for all the extra check-in bags, you know, try to pack as light as you possibly can. Even mail them in advance. There are some services that allow you to do that. And um, finally, I would say sign up for those airline e-letters and alerts because those give you some really good last-minute deals. Wonderful advice. Thank you. It, it's yes. been a real pleasure having you on the show, Brooke. Thanks for the wisdom and thanks for the uh, mentally taking us to different places around the world in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> it's nice thanks to think lot, about, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's well, thanks for having me today. Yes, indeed. Enjoyed having you on the show, and I uh, really appreciate the tips as well. And uh, thanks, thanks for chiming in with us, Brooke. No problem at all. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Terrific. Carolyn, thanks for being the fabulous co-host today on the show. Well, Byron, thanks for being a fabulous co-host as well. <laughs> Until <laughs> next week, everyone, we hope your life is a little bit better, smarter, Wider? Perfect, perfect. Smarter, <laughs> faster, wiser, better. Wiser, better. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Perfect. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>